0: yes people it is episode i don't know of uh griff Bray Dub and it's me griff obviously how you doing it's sunday um the wait what am i doing i'm trying to pull out here oh that's why i did i was in that lane why oh, am i in, am i just in the wrong lane why is why is the traffic moving so slowly so that's not the best way to start a pod is it And i can't restart it because i'm driving i'm driving i'm on the m11 Trying to veer off onto the North Circle. I'm heading into East London, heading to Backyard Comedy to watch Kane Brown do his uh, one-man show, do his uh, special. So that's going to be good. Um, how's your week been, people? My week's been great, uh, comedy-wise. Comedy-wise has been great. It started on... Oh, sorry, a little burp there. Oh, jeez. Um, yes, yeah, so you know, last week I said about the progression at the Comedy Store and getting along there and stuff well so the head booker at at uh avalon so my my manager and company was there he saw me said yeah all right he was yeah good so like thanks he didn't say it to me personally but i was like cool whatever. you know and then uh then my manager said hey darren by the way wednesday Uh, you're going to be um, opening you're going to be performing at the 100 Club on Oxford Street It's okay cool you'll be opening for Russell Howard let's realise how loud that bloody air cod is yeah you'll be opening for Russell Howard on his work in progress before he heads over to America for his US tour I was like okay cool and and that's what I did on on Wednesday Um, yeah that completely changed my week I was like shit right 20 minutes, I've got got put together a 20-minute set for the show. Now, here's the thing with comedy. Like, you have 10-minute sets, 50-minute sets, 20-minute sets. And what it is, is you get to a certain stage where, you know, you just have a 10, a 15. It's in in your pocket. So my weight, if if you do, like, a boxing analogy, my weight's 15. Like, I can just do 15 off the top of my head. Like, it's, it's nothing. I can do 20. I can go up a weight class and do 20, there's no issue. But 15 is the one where I could literally be sat eating dinner at a club. And someone goes, Hey Darren, can we just drop out? Could you jump on stage? I'm like, Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll do 50, I could do 20. But, uh, but what it is, is I don't have a 20 at the moment where I'm like, This is the 20 I do. It's the 20 I can do, but it's not the 20 I do. And so I was like, shit, I right 20s, I need to 20. And in my head, all I had was this new joke on Kat, keep calling him Kat Zuba. <laughs> on Kurt Zuba. New joke on Kurt Zuba. I was like, oh, I, wanna, I wanna say it. I haven't tried it out yet, I wanna try it out. Uh I just wanna do it. And I was saying to him, I wanna do this joke. And then I've got do I've got to do like my best material, man. I'm, like, I'm opening for bloody. Russell Howard. I can't just be doing new shit that I've never said before. And I'll get there. So I turn up, um, see the big queue outside. So I'm, I'm a big star now. I walk past the queue, walk straight in. I see people look at me like, who's this guy? Walk straight downstairs. Even security's looking at me like, hey, sorry, did you not see? There's a big queue there, mate. And I'm like, yeah, I'm one of the one of the acts. And he's just like, oh. Is it okay? Yeah, sure. Head in here. I was like, yeah, cheers. Show you to the green room. Sat in there, Andrew Bird, who's emceeing the gig, and the man himself, Russell Howard. I was like, hey guys. And there's, you know, unlike most normal people, Russell Howard introduces himself as Russell Howard. <laughs> no, he, didn't. he just says Russell. He <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm Russ. I was like, uh, I did my head. I was like, I oh, know you are there. No, of course of course he's, he's just a normal guy so he's gonna just introduce himself. Um and yeah, I sat down with them, thought All right, don't get be too keen, be over the top and stuff, um nor do not wanna to act too um too cool either. You know, don't be that guy either. And I thought let me just ease myself in. Um, you know, there's a little fridge there some water, like, so do you mind? Is this water for for everyone, they're like, yeah, 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 help yourself, man, help yourself to the water. I was like, oh, cool. And then, yeah, you know, then I thought, did that make me look weird? Quick, drop an anecdote about reaching for fridges. Now I told an anecdote about a gig at a comedy store years ago. And they all laughed and they're like, ah, yes, yeah, that was a tough one. And um it's all about comedy. I mean, this is the thing that happens when you're like a, a newer comic. Um, you know, you speak to these experienced comedy, and they, they don't have any idea of what gigs you've done. So they talk to you like an equal, which is nice, but you're not. So they <laughs> so like, yeah, so if you've done this gig in Dubai. You're like, no. You've done this gig in Switzerland. Nah. This gig uh, that runs in, 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 in Hong Kong. It's like, yeah, no, not, done, not done that one. And, <laughs> and you say, right, I, I'm not going to start stories about comedy. And we just start talking about life in general. And then that's what I thought, ah, this is my bag. This is what I can talk about. I talk about every week. Life. All the isms in life. All the phobias. Politics, right wing, left wing. So I can get involved in this conversation. And then, yeah, we had a great chat with the guys. And when, just before we went on, Russell went, hey, by the way, material wise, don't feel like you need to do your best stuff. Just do, uh, just do whatever you want. Get out of this gig whatever you need to do like you got nothing to prove here you know You know you, the fact that you got this gig means you know you, you're good so you don't have to prove it and I was like oh cheers and then my head, like, is it a trick and I was like I don't care I want to tell this goddamn cat joke and uh, yeah I got it out I did the cat joke made everyone laugh the guys at Avalon thought it was hilarious the guy, the, Russell and Andrew thought it was hilarious as well and I was like yes Worth it Followed me in instincts But um yeah So that's what I did Then Thursday Gig twice on Thursday um, uh, Upset some white women What White women were ruining gigs all week um, Not on Wednesday uh, But Thursday yes Although you know For balance I did perform to a room of white women Immediately after I did two gigs on Thursday uh, I performed to a room full of white women Immediately after They were fantastic But <laughs> <laughs> but these particular white women, uh, top secret. There's ten of them. Came in late, talked all through the bloody show, right? Talked through all the show, and then when I had the audacity to tell them to be quiet, uh, they continued talking. Then when I had the further audacity to say, "Hey, I've been polite. I asked you, you'd be quiet, and I was still joking." And even as I got more and more annoyed, I still kept it within the jokes, right? But I'm not the best at dealing with uh, with hecklers. A lot of people want to see me, they've never seen me before, go, do you get heckles? That like, no, I don't. And that's therefore I'm not good at dealing with hecklers. But it's not to say, oh, you're going to mess up my show. Dealing with heck, no, I'm just, it's just gonna destroy the theme of the night. You're not gonna feel like you got involved in the show. You're not gonna feel like that kid who's been rewarded by the teacher, by getting attention, no. I'm going to try to go for you psychologically. I'm not going to try and say something funny that's going to make everyone laugh. I'm just going to try and hurt your feelings, but not say anything that's actually cancelable. So with these women who was talking so much, I said, I bet every one of you are single and you moan that men never listen to you. I'll tell you why, because you all talk too fucking much. And then that made everyone laugh. And then they were kind of just like staring at me like a a agape. And then when I came on stage, um, seven of them walked out. <laughs> so I walked seven of the ten. Three of them stayed. And those three women at the end of the show came looking for me. And when I saw them, I uh, thought, all right, they're going to come and apologise on behalf of their friends. No, 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 no. They're like, do you think there's any need to be that rude? I was like, pardon? I go, do you think it's okay being that rude? And I was like, are you on crack? I didn't say, are you on crack? That's what I was thinking in my head. It's like, you what? I go, I don't think I was being rude. I go, do you actually think I was the rude one in that exchange? And they went, do you know what? Someone else thought you were so rude, they actually apologized on your behalf. And I was like, they did what? I go, they apologized on your behalf. And I was like, whoever did that, I'm taking back that apology. they they just looked confused when I said that I was like, what? I'm taking back that apology whoever apologised on my behalf didn't have authority to apologise on my behalf so whatever apology you received it didn't happen the girl looked so confused when I said this I was like, no you're not getting an apology not from me directly or indirectly Whoever that was, he apologised. No, I don't know him. And they was like, so you're not going to apologize? I said, no, I'm not. I said, so here's your options. You can stand here waiting for an apology, it's never gonna happen, or you can take your offence and go home. And they was like, I can't believe you're just you're still so rude. And I was like, bye. <laughs> and then I felt a bit bad. I did, I did feel a bit bad because I, I don't do comedy to be flipping, riffing into people. And then um, and then about seven or eight different people from the show came up to me it's like, oh, I loved it when you told those women to leave. <laughs> oh no, I loved it, I loved it, mate. And I was like, all right. Obviously the white blokes loved it because white blokes love when white women get it because white women be going at white blokes in the last few years. Uh, but then some white women came up it was like, oh, those girls, they bloody, they needed to be told. They needed to be told. And I was like, oh, I knew I was right. <laughs> I knew I was right. So yeah, so that was Thursday. And then uh, Friday stayed in, Saturday, Saturday boxing, obviously I gigged and then did some boxing. Well, I did boxing, I watched boxing, jeez. Really injected myself into that situation. And uh, what a fight. What a fight. Well, it was a great first round and an absolute battered really, from Kelbrook. Um, which I'm not sure I expected. I didn't know what I expected. All I had in my head was that Kelbrook needed this. Like, if Kelbrook didn't win, the mental health worries on that man. Like, he, he would have needed friends and family around checking in on him constantly if Amir can't beat him. Like, no joke like you know we would have been all jokes then we would have been talk about I to take mental health seriously you know what I mean like, you know when tweeting becomes an absolute cesspool and then someone kills themselves and then we're all like be kind <laughs> you know it would have been one of those moments where we were just gone yeah mental health is important now um because it would have been absolutely crazy for the guy absolutely crazy so um i'm happy I'm, I'm happy for him it was it was the best thing for humanity that um that he won it, it generally was the best for humanity that he won because i just like I, said, I just don't know how life would have gone for the guy if he didn't win but before the fight i was at a live um event with the undefeated podcast guys travis jane kg um, if you haven't checked out their podcast, please do if you, Even if you're not a massive boxing fan I'm not a massive boxing fan But I've become a bigger boxing fan Through just their coverage of boxing their, The way they cover it It's, just, it's the meeting place of casuals And absolute hardcore boxing fans And it's just, it's just fun People just get to express themselves just have an opinion on stuff and then it's because of that I'm, I'm more interested in in bouts that I would never have been interested in so it's great um, but because KG and and Travis you know, they're, they're the bros they're the bros so I'm always down to support them anyway but so we um so I was down in the, I was down in South East London watching that and it was just fun man just bannering and we all came to this point right where I said, look, just imagine. Kelbert wins. And then Khan says, Not bothered. So not bothered, bro. Not bothered. And then it would have left. Kel like, no, say it meant something, man. No, say it meant something. No, you can't act like it didn't mean anything to you. I, I beat you. I beat you. I hurt you around six. <laughs> it would left just like, ah. Just in a glass cage of emotion. But um, this has been a very sport heavy start. No, it hasn't. I was talking about comedy in the beginning. Oh, here's a disclaimer, guys. I've recorded this pod once before. I recorded it Saturday night driving home. And essentially, what happened was I blanked out four times during the pod. Four times. I'll talk about, I'm talking about something, and then I just catch myself. With my mouth moving, but my brain had just stopped, and I was like, "I don't know what I've just said." Uh, like if someone's got, "Oh, I totally disagree with what you said at that point," I'm like, "I don't even know what I said." And I was talking about certain topics where I was like, "I don't want to say the wrong thing." And when I say "say the wrong thing," I mean say something that I don't even agree with. <laughs> that was that's what I meant by say the wrong thing. I was like, "No, no, 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 no." I've, i've got to wake the hell up Uh, but yeah man we will see see. what's been going on in the world though other than sport covered sport i've covered my life Um, so what's been going on what's been going on Um, this happened last night i couldn't remember what had been going on in the world and then one topic jumped in my head but i can't remember it something about race oh the drug testing thing again another one of those ones where it's just like is it about race? isn't it? it, it's just one of those things right where so drug testing I haven't looked at the girl's name again I think it's Tatiana Vasilev she tested positive for a banned substance, performance enhancing substance as well uh, ahead of the winter olympics, Russian athlete and um, but she was allowed to compete at the winter olympics, therefore many people go it's racism because shikari weren't allowed it's racism she's been treated differently because she's white now that may be true i don't know but here's my thing maybe that's true maybe it's not but you've got to also consider all the variables all of them You can't just pick one variable. Oh shit, I'm in the wrong lane. (laughs) As I chuckle, as I cut across traffic, change the road. Little bit of road improvement, lovely, Uh, but I didn't have a bloody clue where I was going. (laughs) But um, there you go, there you go, drive towards Hadleywick. Right back into this so yeah talking about um, race so sometimes with these topics these topics are very complex they're technical um nuanced and sometimes it is racism that is just the underlying thing that's how racism kind of works right your systemic racism is never in your faces you know it's under the surface cool i've heard that but before you go under the surface let's have a look at the stuff that's on the surface though right so you've got two athletes One's being, one's allowed to perform, one's not. What's the differences? Okay, one's white, one's black. Fair enough, that is a difference. Another difference. One pleaded guilty and admitted to taking uh, a banned substance, marijuana. The other one pleaded not guilty and said that actually I didn't intend to take it and it was through contaminated water is why it's in my system. Okay, there's one massive difference. In any kind of court if someone said I plead guilty to murder and they got imprisoned for murder and the other person pleads not guilty for murder and then they're still out at that time still living their life a bit uh, you can't go why are they in prison because the case isn't closed yet and that's what's exactly what's happened here the case isn't closed right people going well the ioc the olympic committee they said shikari weren't welcome how come they're happy for this woman to be here guess what the ioc aren't happy for her to be there the ioc said if you win a medal there's not going to be a medal ceremony we don't want you here okay but it's the russian guys who appealed it i think wada and ioc said no we don't want you there the russian uh anti-doping people were still there's investigation still going her team appealed and said look let her perform and uh, went up to the court of arbitration of sport cast and they said well you know she she's technically not guilty yet so you gotta let her perform then they also took into account another uh, variable that's different to shikari her age shikari is a young woman granted very young naive you make mistakes in that age, we've all been 18, all been 19 once, yeah? Tachana is 15. So if we're going to use the argument of someone being young, you can't say if someone being younger is then being treated unfairly. Uh, she's so young that she's not an adult. So any use of drugs, you could infer that that wasn't her decision. To take those drugs, which again leads to another dynamic to the investigation. What is happening? Who's who's a who's in charge of her her team, her nutrition? You know, these are big questions. What's going on? Is is there is this a welfare issue now, where a, a child's being drugged? Um, so you've got those factors. You've got the fact, so you got the fact that the IOC wanted neither neither Shakari or this uh, Tatiana performing at the Olympic events. You've got the fact that one's been one pleaded guilty, one still under investigation. You've got one that's a child, one's an adult. These are all key points of why these uh, these cases are different. And here's the thing: the outcome might be a fair outcome in the sense of if she has taken these drugs, guess what? Retrospectively, when she, she I think she's won the medal, but uh, she's won the medal. Retrospectively, they're stripping of the medal. So even at the time, you are not gonna give you the medal. And if you get it on paper, if you get that medal by email, we're taking it back. Don't make me beep you, bro. Fuck's sake. What are you being hesitant for? Get out there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah you know it's crazy it's crazy so it's one of those ones that is it no is it racism is it not you just you don't know you never know these things right but I just feel like sometimes it can't be the first thing we jump to you know same sexism whatever it's just like sometimes there is actually a due process and sometimes the due process has been followed and sometimes that's just the outcome um, and here's the thing as well you got to remember we're talking about two potential cheats we're not talking about someone who's been done dirty you're talking about somebody who's cheated and they got caught and who's cheated and got caught and they're going but I, I didn't mean to cheat the other one went oh, I, I cheated but my mum died and the other one's like I didn't mean to cheat it was an accident but guess what they're going through the same system and they might be flushed out exactly the same if she's found not guilty then I'll have to see the technicalities, the reasons why she's not found not guilty. But we'll see. We will see because there's other athletes that we have that we like who have beaten drug cases, charges, you know, your B samples and all that stuff. And we've gone, yeah, wicked because we like them i think that's the issue with a lot of us in society right we, we're we not really led by what's right and what's fair we're led by do i like this person or not does it fit the narrative of you know, whatever team i'm on if it's a race thing is it a black guy that's been treated how i want them to be treated or is it the white guy you know if it's gender or sex it's like, is it the woman or is it the bloke and we're not and again we're just not looking at the actual you know Details of the of the case, of the cases that we're, we're seeing. In my opinion, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I'm um, trying to think of what else has happened in the world. Um, can't think of any other topics that have happened. I don't know enough about Ukraine and Russia. I ain't read about it. I think I said last week it's not happening near me. So, you know, arrogantly, I'm like, not my concern. Um don't know. don't know what else has been going on. No, I think that's it. I think that's it really, uh of what I want to talk about this week. Um can you guys think of anything? Just shout stuff, just wherever you are, just just shout stuff. I remember I mean Tottenham beat Man City. That's nice. Guess I should uh big up Tottenham for that. It's just weird that with their bogey team, man but really no one else is bogey team but we are the team that just seem to have just ruined their party all the time <laughs> I don't know why it's weird it's weird maybe Pep shows us too much respect you remember Sir Alex Ferguson's quote 3-0 down at White Hart Lane Manchester United were and he came to a change dream. and allegedly all he said was fucking hell boys it's Tottenham and then they came out and won 5-3 uh <laughs> oh, dear Um No I've done anything else that uh has caught my eye in the news. I've just had my head uh Bro Prince Andrew Prince Andrew not having to defend himself Flipping, we paid some bloody pedo defence tax allegedly. Alleged pedo defence tax APD tax um, but apparently people still want him stripped Of his Duke of York title The people of York are like come on bruv I know you've settled but come on Could you just like Could you stop using our city they Please please! I think I'd feel the same If you used the Duke of Arlo I'm like Yeah come on mate Stop it We, we, we don't Alright then be fair people in Harlow, we've got well done you twat this is what happens these motorbike twats moped twats with your L plate oh, I swear to God <laughs> no it was a, sorry it was, a, it was a zebra crossing and I've stopped because someone's crossing the road moped guy goes why has this guy stopped here at the zebra cross tries to overtake me he almost hit ironically a moped rider who was walking back to his moped across the zebra crossing Irony, it's happened to me Um, So I know that wasn't the words of the song It's finally You don't have to uh, correct me there Right, um, what else uh, What else am I uh, meant to be doing right now? Wait a minute, hold on, hold on Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on on. I'm seeing Mare Street on my sat-nav Mare Street is like Hackney I ain't trying to go hackney I just put stuff in my sat-nav And just like let's go Actually no it's headed down south No it's fine Turn south on me It's alright It's alright people Just talking my sat-nav to you <laughs> That's fine I was just like I'm headed in the wrong direction You ever do that guys Just get in your car And you just go Alright previous locations And I, I just have a list of postcodes I'm like yeah I'm going east London I'm going Bethel Green E2 Has to be I've, How many times have I been to Bethel Green And other places in Bethnal E2 That's got to be the place I went last time And then uh, Yeah And that's what I did last time I went up to Bedford I just saw MK slapped it in the sat-nav Driving And I was just about to go Flying past the turn That I recognised I should go And I was like This, this, ain't, this ain't the right postcode is it I don't know what location I was going to, but it was not the one I wanted to be going to. Oh, face a turn in the road, twat cheers. Cheers, mate. Um, anyway, that's the level of road rage I have, very mild. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Prince Andrew, I can't believe he's not able to defend himself, but I can believe it. Uh, I can't believe that the Queen, uh, aka us, the taxpayers have to pay to defend him. I mean, I can believe it. I mean, it's, it's almost exactly how I thought it would happen. Um, this guy's never going to court. They saw one. What that interview he did was a trial run to see, like, can this guy be in court? And his legal team saw that interview and said, never, never, no, stay away. Cannot go to court ever. <laughs> you know what I mean, not a chance like, no, you cannot go to court. It's like why well, can't go to court? I didn't do it. Like imagine if you didn't do it. I did do it. It's like Andrew, you said you don't sweat, but I don't. It's like that is a ridiculous thing to say, Andrew. You telling me you've never sweated. No, never. I I I, I have a. Like even now, like it, when you tell a lie, here's the things you meant to do when you tell lies, people. As someone who's uh, a trained liar, number one, you lie that. You lie about things that can't be corroborated or denied by someone else. Yeah? So when you say I was in Pizza Express in Woking, someone's gonna go, whose party? Oh, I was my. Then he said it was his daughter's friend's party. What's the friend's name? We're gonna ask him if they had a party, see? You start he starts to be corroborated. It's like, ah. Now you're stuck. Yeah? So you don't do that. Another one. Is you keep your lies close to the truth as possible. You're gonna tell a big dirty lie like I don't sweat ever. <laughs> Boy, you better never sweat. You bet you never you we better never see you wipe your brow. Ever. Like the moment you wipe your brow. So, so what are you wipe your brow for? It's like I'm uh, it's kind of hot. Oh. Are you sweating? No, I mean, no, no. Imagine that, imagine. Well, it's one thing pretending that you're not hot. It's nothing actually pretending that you, you're not going to sweat. Oh, my God. I just realised I'm in the wrong lane. Mother, mother, mother. See, I hate these roads, man. Everyone's just firing down this street. This is right turns. Do what I hate? East London, whoever's listed, I know a lot of you are listed. I hate your fucking roads, so much, with all my heart, I hate roads in East London, every part of me, hate them, I hate your 20 mile per hour limits, I hate your fucking planters, I hate your whip restrictors, I hate your speed bumps, I hate your stupid little turns, I hate your, little, hate your stupid little chicanes, I hate your one way streets, I hate everything about East London roads. I hate, I hate your road names. I hate your road signs. Yeah? Fucking hate it. All, all my whole chest. I hate it with your chest. I swear, if I could set a road on fire, there'd be roads in East London. I hate your signs, man. I said I hate your signs. How can I be in a lane that's only right only, but I can't see that it's right only until I get to the flipping turn? so many look again another one it's just the left hand lane straight and it's just right like it's not even a road to turn down right there i i oh man i hate east london roads just the roads east london's fine but the roads all the roads i hate you like this street here like what's this what let's show you guys can't see it i don't know if this is now the left hand lane is left only oh no it's now a bus lane (laughs) Alright now there's a bloody ambulance flying up the middle of the street. I swear to god. I swear to god East Oh Do what? Let me go some um Dear Deirdre. get dear Deirdre. And uh right, let me uh let me do that. Let me get on tour. some dear Deirdre Is this a straight road again? You guys are worried I'm gonna do Dear Dear You are driving. No, you're crazy. Um, I've I've pulled over. <laughs> right. Let's uh let get it clacking and so we can go to bed. Oh dear. Right. Uh, where, are we, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? do do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. All right, I've been having sex with married men for years behind my husband's back. So that's a lot of infidelity there. And why is it just married men? I guess you've got that kind of, uh, was it mutually assured destruction? If you snitch on me and mess up my marriage, then I'll blow up your marriage. I guess that's what it is. Let's see. Anyway, dear, dear G, while my family think I'm a shy, and predictable middle-aged woman uh yet i am so lonely i've been hooking up with married men for years i'm 54 my husband's 55 we've been together for more than 25 years and have two grown-up daughters 24 and 22 uh this was my f- he was my first love to begin with i found the sex exciting completely satisfying but over the years we drifted apart and i found myself looking for other guys Looking at other guys and imagining sex with them. Eventually, curiosity got the better of me, and I signed up to a dating app. Mad! I was amazed when the few guys who were married or in long-term relationships got in touch with me. What kind of app is this? <laughs> so everyone's married. Like what kind of dating app is this? This is like a swinging app. What's it like? Cheaters. Is like an actual app for cheated, which is mad. Cause if you see someone you know on there. Then that just exposes everything. I don't I, know. Anyway, I was attracted to one particular, one in particular, and arranged to meet him for a drink while kidding myself. We'd have nothing more than a friendly chat. This guy was 48 and gave you plenty of compliments. I was thrilled at the attention. Want, love, me and uh, a few of the guys were talking about that, about back at the day where we were younger, you know, we were rascals and you cheat or whatever. And you just like, you never felt good about it. You never felt good. And how um, I was laughing at just the nonsense you tell yourself to say it was an accident. Yeah? Like, you'll be with your group of mates. Uh, And it's like, yeah, so what happened was I accidentally got separated from my group of friends. And then, you know, while they were saying, hey, you're getting in the cab back home, I said no, and, you know, I... I, I I slipped and walked this girl home, and then I I I sneezed and end up stopping by uh, at an off license to buy condoms, and then, <laughs> you know that like there's all these steps where you could have just gone, I shouldn't do this, but you didn't. So I was just like, how she said herself, I kidded myself that uh, I was just meet this person for a drink. From when you signed up to the dating app, you were cheated. You're going to cheat. Like I'm not talking about emotional cheating. I'm talking about full, dirty cheating. For the moment you signed up to that date, it was going to happen. So, yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, um, in the pub, he started rubbing, rubbing his hands up my leg and we kissed. We ended up having sex back at his flat and, we touched, and he touched me in places I never knew existed. Jesus. That's the thing as well, right? If you've been married for so long and you didn't explore... Your body before, like, just having sex with someone new. Guess on a coin toss, they could just be worse than your partner. So it's like, oh my god, it's terrible. Single life's horrendous. Yeah. Uh, but the, if you do have sex with someone who's good, they must be like, oh my god, what I've been missing out on. So you see, um, so from then on, I was hooked. I've since met up with a few other guys. We always have sex and no one ever expects more. Now I don't know what I should do. I'm not in love with my husband. Wow. Nor do I fancy him. Jesus. Um, Sex with him is dire. Just as compared to these other men. I get no thrills whatsoever. He just doesn't do it for me now. I don't want to hurt anyone, but I can't see any like the time. Yeah, then just end it. Get divorced. Rather than smashing married men and cheating on your husband. You know? He's smashing all these random blokes and stuff. I bet he's a good guy and he's only smashing one person. <laughs> one other person. He's his secretary for work. Yeah, you know cliche. Jeez. Oh, you you're dirty, filthy animals, you. Um. Wait, did we finish watching Power? No, we did. Sorry, I just a a flashback. This is annoying me that the main family in Power, the Flints, are meant to be Irish, but the guy who's playing him, Tommy Flanagan, is fully Scottish. Like, I heard the accent. I thought, oh, this is just a guy who said he could do an Irish accent, but he's actually doing a Scottish one. Dumb Americans. Then I found out the guy was actually Scottish, and I was like, flipping now. As he just lied to him, go, yeah, this is a nice accent. I'll do it. <laughs> um, right, let's, let's see, let's see. Let, 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 let. Uh, uh, oh, dear. Old habits. I started dating the older man to make my... What's that? Sorry, something's came on the screen. Um, I, was, I started dating an older man to make my ex jealous, but the sex is bad, and now I want him back. <laughs> Don't ever do something to make someone else jealous. It will backfire every time. Every time it backfires. Every time it backfires. Um. Uh, right. Let's see. Uh, dear dear G, To make my ex jealous, I got together with a much older man, but it's backfired. Um, I have, I have a high sex drive, and although my new part, my new guy has a heart of gold, he also has a pacemaker. No, I've added, <laughs> I added that bit. Um, uh, those guys heart of gold. He suffers from erection problems, so sex rarely happens. How are you making your ex jealous? This old, wet noodle just rubbing against your leg. Anyway, um, I'm 27. My ex is 29. My new guy's 49. Jesus, he's not that old. Did you call him old man? Oh, old. She did say older man. I had much older in my head. Okay. He's lovely, kind and thoughtful. But I've realised it's my ex I want. Is your ex lovely, kind and thoughtful? Or is he, you know, just bastard upon bastard upon bastard? I don't know. I don't want to hurt my new guy, but he deserves to know the truth. My ex says he still loves me and wants me back. What's the issue here? It's all worked out. You leave the old dude with the floppy cack, and then you get with your ex who's got the side of cack. Why did you split up? Actually, that's nothing. Why is he your ex? Is it something dumb, or is it something more serious? Let's see anyway. Um, he's with another woman, right? Ah, see so you go. There it is. My ex says he still loves me and wants me back. He's with another woman, but, but uh, but doesn't love her. Be if your ex was getting revenge. Made you split up with your old fella. they went, like, yeah, nah. <laughs> um, I don't want to spend the rest of my life being sad. <laughs> yeah, so, uh... I don't fail. Oh, jeez, that's a big yawn. Oh. Oh. Right. That yawn just wiped out my brain. Do I have do I need to read any more? I don't know what I've been talking for man. Uh right, this one's funny. This one's actually funny. All right, let's do this last one. Blank space. I'm dreading writing in a colleague's leaving card. We never g- got on. D- don't! Unless you literally work in the office of two people. (laughs) Dear, dear, one of my colleagues is leaving our company soon and I'm dreading having to write in his leaving card. We've never had the best working relationship and have fallen out a few times over the years, mainly due to the mistakes he makes. Um, So then just write that in the card, something like that. Good luck at the new job. I'll be happy not to clear up your mistakes winky face um we've always managed to patch things up and to be civil to one another but he's but he's so boring he never has anything interesting to say and he's not someone i am compatible with i just can't think of anything funny charming or worth saying i don't think he will believe i'm being sincere whatever i write uh we are a team so uh so i so i could just write good luck so, oh, sorry, so I can't just write good luck, sorry. So we're a small team, so I can't write good luck. You can. That's all you, that's all you say. You have to contribute money. I oh, say, oh, that would stand out like a sore thumb. I am a man of 34. My colleague is 48. Listen, write what you write. Uh, and if you go over oh, do a little collection because you to buy a present, then you don't have to put money in. You don't have to. You actually don't have to. There's no pressure. And it's just a fact of the matter. The guys I used to work with, I really liked them. Then they'll get a long message in their leaving card. If I didn't like them, then I'll just find some funny way of just like, I'll circle something else someone else has said. What did I just say? I'll circle something else that someone else has said. And then I'll just say, yeah, I think that too. Darren. (laughs) That's it. So I did the leaving cards. Since you didn't like the plate, fucker Anyway, that's the end of the pod because I'm knackered and I want to go to bed and I want to go to bed. So I'm going to bed because that's what I do. Right, people, peace. Uh, wait, is there anything? Oh, gigs again. Friday, stand up club, in uh, Piccadilly. Saturday, Bangers, Streatham. Then Sunday, I need to check if that's still happening. It's a private members club, so do no put me advertising it. Unless you're a member of that private club, which is uh, um, the people, the Soho House. Um, yeah, it's them, but it's not the Soho House. It's in Television Centre. Okay? Anyway, so those are three gigs doing this week. All right, people. Peace. I'm out.